0: God gives instructions to both husband and wife in achieving a harmonious, godly home. God gives instructions to both husband and to wife in achieving a godly, harmonious home. One cannot go to a bookstore or even a checkout counter in the store without seeing some self-help book dealing with two, two main things, one self-esteem, two relationships. Those are probably the predominant issues you see on uh, what do you call those magazines, those gossip magazines or any checkout. Oftentimes, their wisdom uh, straight from Hollywood. And all you have to do is look at the Hollywood relationships to see just how effective that wisdom is. It's awful. Doesn't work. Now we turn to Peter. Who in chapter 3, he's going to give his version, dare I say the version of God. How does one deal with problems in the home, the relationship between husband and wife, and why. I shared with people before, I became a Christian and started to grow because it made sense to me. This whole thing, worship God with your mind, I love it. It actually gave answers to where college professors stumbled. And so now we move to this topic of husband and wife and and let me warn you now it is vastly different than Hollywood. Dare I say it is hostile. These two views could not be more opposite. But to understand just how how, how opposite and controversial these views are! It doesn't. It, it doesn't just start and stop with this topic. It start and it start and stops with the overall view of Christianity, the overall view of what is good in one side and good in another. Let me illustrate it. Luke chapter twenty two, verse twenty four through twenty seven. The scene is that the apostles with Jesus, they're at a a dinner. Verse 24, a dispute also arose among them as to which of them was to be regarded as the greatest. The apostles. Acting like mere men. Arguing. Who's number one amongst us? Who's the greatest? And Jesus doesn't duck it. After all he is, God, in verse 25, and he said to them, the kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them. And those in authority over them are called benefactors. But not so with you. Rather, Let the greatest among you become as the youngest and the leader as one who serves. For who is the greatest or who is greater? One who reclines at table. Or the one who serves. Is it not the one who reclines at table? Jesus gives the popular secular answer. Isn't it the one who's sitting being served? Isn't that the one who's the who's greater? Ah, but I am among you as one who serves. The one who reclined that table, isn't he greater? That's the world. That's Hollywood. But I am among you as one who serves. That's God. These views could not be more opposite. Could not be more hostile to one another. He answers the question. The greater among you is the one who has a servant humble with that in mind. First Peter. Chapter three verse one Likewise, wives be subject to your own husbands, so that even if some of some do not obey the word, they may be one without a word by the conduct of their wives. Here's the first point. God asked wives to submit themselves to their own husbands. With that said 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 3, I'm sorry, chapter 11 verse 3. But I want you to understand that the head of every man is Christ, the head of a wife is her husband, and the head of Christ is God. There is a hierarchy there. Woman, man, Christ, God. Hollywood says submission is an evil, dirty word. God says Christ is submissive to God the Father. If it was evil and dirty, Christ wouldn't do it. And the world says, let's let's just take it straight on the chin, the world says women shouldn't do that. That the man has freedom to do what he wants. God, Christ, man. That man himself has a head. Christ. With that said, look at what it says in verse one. Likewise, wives, be you subject to your own husband. L- let me, let's clarify some things. The commandment was given to wives. Not to their husbands. That, is that clear? Wives are to submit themselves. Husbands are not to make their wives submit. At no point does it says, husbands, make sure your wives are submissive. Doesn't say that. It never says that. Nowhere. The commandment is given to wives. I remember one time we were at a church, and the husband said, Time to go, ready to go. And the wife was finishing up a conversation. And then after about a minute, in a minute, he stuck his head back in and he says, Wifey. Submit, let's go. And every man in the room said, ooh. (laughs) Ain't good, that ain't good, that's not good. That was wrong. That's not his job. That's the Holy Spirit's job. And he's not to play Holy Spirit. As a matter of fact, she did anything but submit. I'm not saying that's right either. But to be very clear, that commandment is given to wives it's not given to their husbands to implement. Also, submission does not not mean that the wife is to be rugged, to be walked on and walked over. That is not what it means. And again, I, I bring up 1 Corinthians 11.3 is because Christ is not asking us. One thing I've learned is that Christ, he, he, I don't see in scriptures, and I could be wrong. He does, he's, I've never seen where he asked us to do something he's not willing to do himself. Never seen it. And if you look at the, the whole point of the cross, it was redemption but it was also to the point to where man could no longer lay a a, a claim at God's feet. God, you don't know what it's like. Yes, I do. I know more. I've done more. Think about it. When we go to heaven, there will be no more marriage. There will not be husband and wife. And at that point, there will not be any submission. Yet, Christ will be submissive to the Father for all eternity. His submission doesn't end because it's not a bad thing. When love is pure and undefiled. Submission does not mean the rug. Now, I'm not no one can deny that this concept and this practice has, has not been perverted and used the wrong way. No one's saying that. But as I consulted female uh, uh, commentators on the issue within a Christian marriage, one woman says, the way I look at it, I'm not submitting to my husband. I'm simply submitting to Christ. I submit to God and I'll God. To deal with that husband. God asked wives to submit their husbands. And here's why. So that uh, even if some do not obey the word. There may be one without a word by the conduct of their wives. And and I remember I was in a men's Bible study and we talked about that concept. And we were a little upset because Peter was letting the the cat out of the bag. He was giving our wives the formula which they could use against us. Here's what I mean. I asked a question. I said, guys, and there was about eight or ten of us, if your wife, let's say, for example, you guys had an argument, and if your wife said, honey, I really want to paint the walls green. But if you don't want to, that's fine. I'll follow your lead. I asked all the men in the study, what color would the walls be? Every last one of them said green. Because we would feel so guilty if they approached us that way. We don't care about colors of the walls anyway. We'd give them. And if that formula was used on several different things, we admit, yeah, we'd feel too guilty to go against. But now I ask the flip question, the flip side of it. What if your wife said, I want it green? We say, honey, I don't know, but I want it green. Green, 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 green. Every once a man said those walls would be anything but green. Even if it got to a point where they were right, we'd shut down. Green, 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 green. No. They may be won without a word by the conduct of their wives. When they see your respectful and pure conduct. I heard one preacher say this, and I, I'm, I'm going to steal it. He said, when it comes to this issue, there's something that God puts in a man. You want to call it the ego? I don't care what you want to call it. But it's that thing in a man that that when you are upstairs at 2 o'clock in the morning and there's a sound downstairs. Talking about a healthy meal. The man doesn't turn to his wife and says, honey, go see what it is. No, he says, you stay there. I'll go see what it is. Become the man of this house. That's what God put in us. Again, given a healthy meal, if your child is hungry, your wife is going without, that healthy meal will go get two, three, four jobs if he needs to, to provide for his family. Call it what you want. Ego, whatever you want to call it. But that ego, whether it's protecting or providing, if that ego hears green, 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 it's not going to be green. That's who we are. Sometimes it's wrong, yes. Yes. That's how we're wired. Every man said, if you approach me that way, it's so hard to say no. So hard. When they see a respectful and pure conduct. Verse three, do not let your adorning be external. The braiding of hair, the wearing of gold, or the putting on of clothing. But let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with the immeasurable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which, is, which in God's sight is very precious. As you read First Peter in chapter 2, he says, he says something else is very precious in his sight. Do you remember what it was? The rejected cornerstone. The cornerstone rejected by men. Precious in God's sight. And then in verse chapter three, he says something else is very precious. He says, A woman that looks on the inside instead of the out. Here's the second one wives are the focus on their inner, inner beauty. Not just what the hair looks like. Not how much my outfit costs. Not my jewelry. inside. I used to counsel in the hospital and on the therapeutic floor, psychiatric unit, you cannot bring certain things into your your room because it was, you know, they didn't want you to harm yourself. So even the makeup, the little compact you couldn't bring because it, it was mirror you would crack it use it. You couldn't use certain things that would harm you. So um, you would have to keep women who had their their makeup, you had to keep it at the desk. And in the morning when they wanted to, to get ready, they had to come to the desk and use their makeup. And I can't tell you how many mornings women came out to the desk. And as they were wiping away tears because of the pain, they would painstakingly fix their face. And so before they put on the mascara, they had to wipe the tears and put the foundation, lipstick. They would have to look in the mirror and fix their hair. And I felt so sorry because I would look at them and I knew their situation because we'd gone through the counseling the night before and throughout the week. And I said, if you took that much time, to focus on your beauty, on the inner inside of who you are, you wouldn't be here. But so meticulous on the, the mascara and the lipstick, the foundation, and the rouge, just to get it the right color. Yet we would sit in therapy sessions and they would say nothing. Focused on the outside. Wouldn't lift a finger to think through certain things that was killing them on the inside. Folks, that's Hollywood. They spend so much money on on the right diets and the right hairstylists, but they're bankrupt on the inside. They're hurt. Not let your adorning be on the outside, the external. Adorn the inside, the hidden person of the heart, with the with the immeasurable beauty of gentle and quiet spirit. Let, let, let me let me just let me just throw it out there. When it comes to this man woman relationship, many a times when it when it, when it come what it comes down to is. It's a power struggle between men and women. That's what it boils down to. And many a times, because I I have done this many times in the past, it comes down to either the husband or wife or wife and husband looking to the others to fix what's on the inside. And it'll never happen. Ever. You have this way, Hollywood's way. You have God's way. You have to choose which one. Men will never, ever be able to fix his wife. He can't do it. He doesn't have that much power. Only God can. The Measurable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is in God's sight, is very precious. Verse 5 For this is how the holy women who hoped in God used to adorn themselves by submitting to their husbands. And in essence, you're not just submitting to your husband, it's to Christ. Christ says, stop fighting. You want to change your husband? Submit to him and let me deal with him. Because it's true, when he hears green, 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 he'll shut down the way he's made us. I'm sorry, it's the way he's made us. Let him, let God get to him. See what happens. It says it, I don't, this is how women of old, here's how they used to hope in God. Here's how they used to adorn themselves. Here's how they allowed God to fix the inside. Submitting to their husbands. Again, that does not mean whatever he says, I will believe and I will do Not what it says, not what it means. Verse six of Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord. Look at this one. And you are her children. If you do good and do not fear anything that is frightening, the term means and if you do not fear, fear itself. Here's the third one fear is the enemy of submission and the home if you do good and do not fear and the fear is if i submit to him he's going to walk all over me he's going to misuse me i will lose who i am no it's ironic, but you'll find who you are. Fear, fear, and it comes down to. Do you trust them? It really reviews one's view of God. Do you think God would let that happen? Maybe one of the most important questions is how loving is your God? Is he your father? And would your father let would your father let your knuckleheaded husband do all of those things to you? Sarah believed in God. Now we can look at Sarah. You read Genesis, and sometimes in our pride, we can look at Sarah and say Sarah was crazy. Sarah, Sarah listened to Abraham and let Abraham send her to these two kings, Pharaoh and Abimelech that's not what God says I'm not saying it's right that she allowed this to happen but God says Sarah called him Lord and submitted yes many a minute misused this yes many men, and their arrogance and their pride has taken this as a license to abuse. And God is not calling for that. It's not what he advocates. It's not what he teaches. God asks wives to submit to their own husbands. Wives ought to focus on the inner beauty. We recognize that fear. It is the enemy. And yes, the enemy will whisper and 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 ears do not do this. He uses six verses to talk about women because even God back then, he knew This 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 is an issue. Satan will always whisper in Eve's ear and say, did God really say? Then we get to verse seven. Likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel since they are heirs with you of of the grace of life so that your prayers may not be hindered. As I read this verse all throughout the week preparing for it, I, I got a little offended. Verse 7 ends with a threat. Do you realize that? I didn't see him threatening the women, but he threatened the men. Husband ought to live with their wives with understanding. That's, that's, that's not easy. I remember, and I've shared this story before I remember. First year of marriage. Talk. I can't believe that. What? No. I used to get frustrated to call my mother. And I, I used to recount the stories to her. I said, Ma, can you believe that? She said, yeah, I can believe it. I said, what? You, you can believe it? Does that make sense to you? She said, yeah. I said, Ma, really? And over and over and over again, we had those conversations. And she kept saying, James, we think different." really? And I remember there was this one time I I, I called her and I said, there's no way. And so I said, can you believe this? She said, yeah, it makes sense to me. I said, what? I said, mother, I'm your son. Whose side are you on? (laughs) And she said, no, it's true. And then after a year or so, because I know my mother wouldn't lie to me. Had to accept, we think differently. We don't process things the same. And in verse 7, the fourth point, I don't know if I said it, husbands are to live with their wives as equals before the Lord. And I do believe he gives three things that you must understand understand this. Here's the three main things. It's not exhaustive. Here's the one first thing. Showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel. I do take that as weaker vessel. On average, men are stronger than women. And in our culture, not a big deal. This was written when the Roman legions were wreaking havoc on the world. Strength and worth to the state was more Tied to whether or not you could stand in that shield wall and face down the Carthaginians or the Parthians. Whether you could go into Gaul and conquer. Whether or not you could become a general. Because you see, under Rome, might made right. And men were more valuable. Women couldn't stand in the shield wall. God says no. There's more value to a human being than be having the ability to stand in the shield wall. Men, you can't think that way. And it's not just Rome, whether it be Genghis Khan, whether it be any other warrior. And I don't doubt it. It, it, it does not filter to us today. Just because there's not a female version of Tom Brady or a female linebacker in the NFL that does not tie worth to a woman because on average they're built, it is weaker. Their vessel is weaker. And God, But God says that is not tied to her worth. So men, you have to understand, you've got to get out of that mold. Here's the second one. Since they are heirs with you of the grace of life. And some version that says co-heirs. Again. Again. Women are your equals before God. You've got to understand this. She's, she's not your and one through life. She's equal. Equal. Then it ends with this threat so that your prayers may not be hindered. God says, if you don't treat your wife right, I won't listen to you. Won't listen. If you do not see her as an equal, if you do not give her honor, I won't hear you when you pray. Won't do it. These three uh, seven verses, if you look at it, if you look at it, it is so different than anything you will see in Islam or any other religion. There is no other God anywhere that says, if you don't treat your wife right, then don't even bother praying to me. I won't hear. I won't hear it. Why? Verse 8. Finally, all of you have unity of mind. One mind. Sympathy. The ability to to sympathize with someone else's pain or point of view. Brotherly love. That term is only used here. It is one that is said it is based on relationship. A love that that is not based on Quote unquote feelings, a tender heart. Does your heart break for others in need? And a humble mind. And what is humility? The ability to put someone else above our own needs. If that is your Christian mindset, then submission, whether it's to the government, to your boss, to suffering, submission in the home. A humble heart doesn't have a problem with any of that because the humble heart seeks to glorify God, seeks to glorify Christ at any cost. I want to end with this illustration. Shared it Friday with some. Husband and wife driving. Stop at a gas station. And this is a wife who understood, a Christian couple, and they understood what Christianity was all about. Drive up to the gas station. The attendant comes up. Now pump your gas. And they said yes. Guy smelled a little of alcohol. And they recognized him. Hey, Bill. Bill. Hey, Bill. They were went to high school together. But you see, Bill was interested in the wife. But the wife had chosen her husband. Back in high school, and she chose to marry her husband, and the smirk went on his face, and they looked at each other and they recognized Bill. Bill, good to see you. So as they get in the car, the husband smiles and he looks at his wife and he says, I know what you're thinking. She says, What am I thinking, sweetheart? He says, I was I know what you're thinking. You're thinking. Or aren't you glad you married me? He said, dear, I know what I was thinking was. Aren't you glad I married you? The implication being, had I married him, he would be sitting in his car and you would be out there. The hand that rocks the cradle does truly rule the world. And as you look at your Super Bowl today, well, I I don't know if you're going to look at it. It's the husbands, the fathers who go out and coach, talk to the coach, volunteers the coach. But yet those men in the Super Bowl, where they put a camera on them, what will they say? Hi, Mom. (laughs) Let's pray.